0: I'm going to read from uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, and I'm going to start at verse 47. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves, from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priests and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? Amen. I just wanted to make a couple of comments about this passage Uh, first of all obviously I think uh, as we read that we know who that is that's Peter John tells us it was Peter who did that Uh, we can sympathize with that man on so many levels uh, sympathize with his um, his zeal for his master he loved Jesus and this is the same uh, man who had elsewhere said uh, bold things about his loyalty and so uh, we can understand I think on a fleshly level why he would come to his master's defense and um, perhaps some of us would have liked to have been there with our swords that night Um, but there were some mistakes obviously in this he made three three mistakes at least i'm going to just go over those briefly with you now um and and submit them to you and and encourage you with uh a a call to not make these same mistakes so first of all the first mistake is that uh this is not how the kingdom of god is advanced um we know this but we need that reminder the irony in this is that this is the same man who uh, did not use prayer. So not long before, Jesus had asked him and the other disciples to watch and pray, and, and yet he was found sleeping. So a man who does not use prayer uses the sword, and you know that's a common mistake. We think in terms of the flesh flesh when we ought to be thinking in terms of principalities and powers, our struggle is not a struggle against flesh and blood is a struggle against principalities and powers. And the way forward, the way to advance the kingdom is not uh, in the flesh. It is not with uh, the weapons of man, um, whether it's swords or gadgets or uh, money, it is by prayer. And it's so interesting to me that the same man who, who would uh, underestimate prayer not long before would overestimate uh, the use of a sword but then the other mistake is that um, uh, Jesus had said that he must go to die um, the scriptures had to be fulfilled he had to go in order to answer his his uh, the the mission the father had given to him to lay down his life for his sheep you know it's interesting it struck me thinking about it this morning that this is the same Peter who had said not that long before, um, when Jesus had talked about going to Jerusalem to die, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be. And he needed to be told uh, in, in Matthew 16, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And so it seems interesting to me that the same man uh is uh, once again not le- learning the lesson, he's uh coming to his master's defense, not realizing that uh this is what ought to be that Jesus must go, uh, he must die. And uh, and this is often and this is the way uh that our Lord Jesus said that uh, the kingdom must come. And then the last mistake, and I'll just go over these things at the end briefly, but the last mistake, uh, verse 53. Jesus says, "Thinkest thou that I cannot pray to my Father, and He shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels?" The mistake he made was to underestimate uh, Jesus Christ, uh, to to underestimate what Christ was capable of, thinking that he needed to come to his Master's defense when the Master had at his command a legions of angels. And I think we often do the same thing. Um, we we look out with our feeble eyes and we see the world and we see what's happening, we see what's going on, and and, and the principalities and powers, and, and by that I mean the fleshly principalities and powers, we see what our governments are doing, we see what's happening in our society, and we think, oh, we, we must do something. We underestimate Christ. We forget that he has legions of angels at his disposal. The problem, of course, is that when we when we uh, forget that, we often turn aside from our duty. Uh, and I want to read something from Hugh Martin. I think this will be an encouragement to you, and then I just want to wrap it up with... Um, Wrap this up in summary form, um, but this is this is Hugh Martin commenting on this. He said, "Never flee, never flee to sinful schemes of self-protection and defense. While there are legions of angels at your father's disposal to entrust with the charge of your safety and deliverance, if it be for your good, they will surround you invisibly and suffer not a hair of your head to fall." He says, suffer no friend of yours to aid you by any scheme in which unrighteousness enters even by an hair's breadth. If thy father in heaven who consults thy good and could give thee 12 legions of angels immediately to free thee from all that troubles thee, is pleased still to leave thee for a while wrestling with spiritual evils or exposed to temporal danger, then how vain must thine own unauthorized remedies prove. Buy not exemption from danger at the price of sin. And I wanted to encourage you then today as we go to prayer. Oh, remember that old saying, duty is ours, events are God's. So we, we are given simply to concern ourselves with what is our our duty? What is it would the Father would have us to do? And let him concern himself with the events, with the consequences. We must remember that the same God who said to Gideon that his army was too big is our God and he is for us. And so those three things, and that just in recapping, rather than make those mistakes, let us remember, brothers and sisters, that uh, the kingdom is advanced, not by means of the flesh, not with the help of man, but by prayer. Not the sword, but the spirit. Not the sword, but prayer. And then the second mistake let's not make that mistake let's remember that those who try to save their lives will lose them let's not be backwards in our thinking let's not be worldly let's remember that um, this is the way that jesus christ has said we must go take up our crosses and follow him and then third let's not make the mistake of forgetting that the lord jesus christ our lord our master and our friend who's not ashamed to call us brethren has legions of angels at his command and if if we are in trouble then that trouble will only be as long as the father deems best. And the moment he wants, he can call upon those angels. He can summon them to come to our defense. So we don't need to turn aside to um, sinful schemes, the help of man. We just simply do our duty, do what God wants us to do, and trust him with the rest.